Everybody, welcome to another episode of Who Invited Her. We are San Diego's LGBTQ pop culture podcast. I am your host Tony, and I'm here with with Eric. <laughs> Eric's here this week. Party bear Eric. We don't have Bashy. He is still gone. Where is he? Palm Springs. Palm Springs. Palm a Springs. gutter. I don't a know. Gutter. Knowing him. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a jam-packed show. We have a very special guest this week that I'm super excited for, and it's a lot of butt sex this week, you guys. So be prepared. Be prepared. We have the, the butt stuff doctor. <laughs> yeah, it's just so weird to introduce you like that. But Dr. Carlton here in San Diego. Yay. And I love that it's going to be jam-packed. Jam-packed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have Dr. Carlton on the show. For the whole show, we're going to get into men's sexual health, a bunch of stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. But first, oh, first oh, I wanted to add. Wait, wait I'm here too. Oh, yeah, hi, Robbie's I, here. Uh, hi, Rob. Producer hi. Rob running hey, the Rob. ship. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure we sound great. Um, so I wanted to get started with you, Doctor. How how did are you from San Diego originally? Let's start there. Originally, I'm from South Carolina. Really? Yeah. So I grew up really super religious Southern <gasps> Baptist, really repressed. Oh wow! Um, in like a tobacco town in South Carolina. We're wow. talking really, really backwoods. And um, I knew about you know six or seven when I was twirling around in the front yard <laughs> with my gold lasso uh, acting like Wonder Woman that I yeah. probably, you know, might be different than the other boys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of knew I wanted to get out of there because I knew there was just nothing there for me. Um, I uh, went to university and med school down there yeah. and then got the hell out of there. You're like, I'm out. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I did all my formal training at the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota, which is the world's best institution for what I do, which yeah. is pretty awesome. Um, that place was fucking freezing, so I got <laughs> out of there really fast. It was like 34 below zero sometimes. I was Ugh. like, yeah, this, is, this place Ugh. is subhuman almost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I had always you know, dreamed of living in Southern California as a yeah. kid. Uh, I think I watched too much Brady Bunch and you know, like <laughs> that'll do it. Beverly Hillbillies. I'm aging yeah. myself, but uh, <laughs> but definitely, I just was like, I want that's 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 me. That's what I want. That's the life I want. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> when did you get to San Diego? How long have you um, been here? I've been in San Diego eleven years. My oh, first okay. job out of training was in Palm Springs. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. Which at thirty-two. You know, at that point, I had a lot of patients who would just come into my office and just sit across from me and just kind of like Talk. drool, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. which I was okay with. Yeah, uh, yeah. But um, you know, my uh, hubby and I had kids, and we realized that Palm Springs is just not a place for kids. Yeah, yeah. And then we came to San Diego. We're like, wow, this place has so much mm -hmm. for kids, and it's actually alive. You know, yeah, it's like the, culture. The youth, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. here. It's just amazing. So. We ended up moving 11 years ago and haven't looked back, and the kids are doing great. And oh, that's um, cool. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, San Diego is an awesome place. Yeah, you can't go wrong. I mean, it's permanent summer year round. Yeah, it's beautiful. Seriously, yeah, <laughs> it really is. It really how is. did you get? How did you? Okay, how did you specifically become the butt doctor? Like, how did that start? Because well, for people who don't know, on Instagram mm -hmm. and TikTok, mm -hmm. you you have like what 2.5 million likes on your videos. You have a, a, a lot of followers yeah, out there yeah. and 
you educate the population about butt sex pretty much. So how did that specific topic start for you? Well, it kind of started it kind of started with the pandemic. Basically, yeah. I was um terrified and mortified to be a doctor at that point because I wasn't used to risking my life to go to work yeah. every day yeah. and um, I needed something to just take the edge off. My kids are really into TikTok and I just opened it up to see what it was all about one day and I lost myself about four hours in when oh, I happened <laughs> and realized, wow, this is a really cool app. Um, so I started getting a little ballsy and decided to post some stuff and I gained about a couple thousand followers and it wasn't my original content though yeah. and i thought wow yeah. you know what do i know about and what do people want to hear about and i decided to post a couple of videos about butt stuff you know how to prepare for it um how to relax for it how to make it a great experience and uh i posted butt stuff one and two and um, it took off from there. <laughs> and it literally uh, put my phone down, didn't think about it. I picked my phone back up, looked, and the first comment was from a mother who said, I can't believe you're posting stuff like this on, on an app for 12-year-old kids. And I thought, oh, shit. Oh, oh God. Should I delete this or no. should I just block her and keep it up? Well, would it, and you obviously and blocked I, her. I blocked her, <laughs> and then I, I turned my phone off, and then I picked it back up the next day, and I had fifty thousand new followers wow. and like a million views on these on these videos. And I thought, wow, you know, I have touched on something that people are hungry to know about. Yeah. yeah. And I thought about my own experience as a kid, and even as a teenager, a you know, a university student, a medical student, resident, a fellow. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever talks about gay sex. No, and, it's true. And like it, an yeah. honest conversation yeah. about it yeah. and giving like mm -hmm. the 411 without having to just being straightforward about it without yeah. sugarcoating it yeah. or making it like easy to talk about, just straightforward, which right. I like. Right. And um, uh, that's kind of another fault in, in what I was doing. I was sort of aiming it at the gay community, yeah. but mm. over half of my initial followers were women. They were like, okay, yeah, I'm into butt stuff. And and then I, it, you know, it really hit me that, hey, listen, everybody's got a butt. Yeah. There's a lot of nerves. There's a lot of pleasure that comes from there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, straight men, gay men, women, whatever, you know. They all love the, it. Everybody loves butt stuff. So yeah. why not talk about how to make it better and how yeah. to do it right and so you don't get hurt? Exactly. Um, and uh, people really, really have appreciated that. I I, I find it very educational yeah. when I like, checked out your videos and everything. Because yeah. you do cover topics and you're very – all the taboo stuff. And the way you approach it is very straightforward for everybody to understand. You right. don't use like all medical – terms yeah. and stuff you make it not to say dumbed down but you make it so everybody understands which is nice right and i'm realistic about what yeah. i talk about right. i i know that people aren't going to use condoms yeah it's yeah. it's 2021 and people are on prep and people don't use condoms i, I realize that mm -hmm. and i can preach till i'm blue in the face that you know using condoms is going to prevent stis and that's great and everything but the reality is nobody's using nobody's them. using them so yeah this is what you need to know this is yeah. how you can ma harm reduction. How do you protect yourself the most when you're doing something that's going to potentially do harm to you? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are like, I can't believe you're talking about poppers and how to use how to use well, poppers. Right. Um, you know, this is an app for 12 year old kids. And I'm like, well, do you not do they not think 12 year old kids are wondering about this? Well, I know. Well, and also <laughs> but also, you know, like people die from this shit. That yeah. They talk about. Yeah. And, and and I'm just trying to get out there and not. Educate. Have another person get harmed. 
So, uh, yeah, so it, it's been inc- uh, this harm reduction, this reality base yeah. this, that's um, uh, that sort of, okay, I realize that you're, we're all human. Yeah. yeah. You guys are going to do this shit, so let's be real about what you need to know. Yeah. 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 And you do it with a sense of humor, too, which oh, yeah. makes which it enjoyable. Really nice. yeah. 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 I try to mix humor uh, with education. Yep. With... Um, just being stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a question when it comes to prep. So Uh for people who may not Mm -hmm. be able to take prep or they don't know if they should, what should people know about prep, especially if they have a medical, uh, like another condition that could affect, uh, that can be made worse or be affected because they're taking prep? Is there anything or what do people need to look out for if they're thinking of going on prep? Well, really with prep, you know, first of all, you have to be HIV negative. Yeah. Uh, so your doctor is going to check you for HIV first and foremost. Your kidney function is going to be checked. Your liver function, your all your blood counts, your and they'll always check you for STIs before you start. Um, the two big things that people worry about with the Truvada mm-hmm. full dose uh, prep is kidney dysfunction, um, okay, and bone density issues. There have yeah. been lawsuits on both things. Um, that's why your your blood tests are measured every three months mm-hmm. when you're on prep if you're doing it properly. And a lot of people aren't doing it properly. But if you do it properly, you get your blood checked every three months to yeah. make sure that you're don't you're not seeing any bumps in kidney function because lower dose Descovy uh-huh. has less issues with kidney function and bone density issues. So I think it's a safer choice. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, a lot of people have to make decisions about prep based on their kidney function. Some people say, "Oh, well, my kidneys aren't doing great, and you know, what's my option?" And I said, "Well, you could try low dose. You, you could try the lower dose Descovy, but let's see how you know. See yeah. what your doctor says. Always clear it with your doctor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and at least monitor it very carefully. There have been some other rare things, but for the most part, prep has been very safe for for a lot of people. Yeah, I know. I was told mm. I couldn't do prep because of my kidney stuff. Really? So, yeah, because I had yeah. kidney cancer. Oh, so wow. they had to remove part of my one of my kidneys so i don't have two full ones but my mm-hmm. doctor was like it's going to be too hard on your, ki- yeah. <laughs> your kidneys but mm-hmm. so, so so let's say someone like me who can't go on prep mm-hmm. um how do you take precautions now that we're in a world where nobody's really using condoms and we've talked about this on the show where you kind of get shamed now for for using, using condoms. for using condoms yeah, yeah. And which is really sad because I there's know. a lot of other stuff that we'll talk about too that can happen and can go yeah. wrong yeah. right um protect yourself the best you can you can't worry about what other people think about you or judge you or um you know condoms um you know if you really really trust somebody or and you know they're on prep Mm -hmm. um then if they're as long as they're on prep then you should be okay yeah um so that's in and again that's a reality-based harm reduction yeah yeah talk you know not telling people to just go off and have (laughs) right sex but if you're gonna you know make sure that that you can trust what people are saying because yeah. let's face it, a lot of people aren't very truthful about no. that. Yeah. Oh, I'm on prep. No, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> for people, and you had brought this up, the two, one, one. Yeah. yeah. That's I, another one. I'd actually not heard of that. And then I saw mm-hmm. one of your videos and mm-hmm. I, I thought, wow, that's, that's something great. I, that, that should be promoted more. Yeah. That's an, and it actually is very common in Europe. Um, a lot of people in Spain and Belgium and France and Germany use two one one. So two one one. So Truvada is higher dose, right? Yeah. So if you take two pills of Truvada, it gets to your tissues fast enough. As long as you take a pill every twenty four hours after that for two days, so two and then one one. Mm-hmm. 
to protect you against HIV if you're a male. Okay. Uh, okay. Because females, it doesn't get to, or, or trans folks can't get to the vaginal tissues um, in high enough doses. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, if you're not, and that's another thing about with you, that, yeah. that's something to consider is it's going to be to- less toxic in the long run. If you're, okay. yeah. So if you, if you're not that active, so, mm-hmm. and you can plan for sex, then it's a really good option. You have to take it between two and 24 hours prior to your um, sex. Yeah. So, so like if you're like, no, like, okay, you know, it's Thursday at eight o'clock and I know I'm going to be having sex tomorrow at four o'clock in, in the afternoon, then Truvada at two, you know, two pills of Truvada, you know, at that point, 24 hours at least before, or, you know, no, no, no less than two hours before. And then 24 hours after each dose. Yeah. Um, is, is very helpful. So like if you're only having sex once a month, why take a pill that's going to fuck up your kidneys for, you know, for the whole month when you're doing, when it's two, one, one is, and you only ended up taking four pills rather than 31. Yeah, so, no, that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's kind of an exciting method. It's not FDA approved, but it's World Health Organization approved. Okay, and, okay. And and it's very popular in Europe. And my friends who my friend who's in Madrid says, yeah, that's the way I take it. You know, two oh, one wow. one. Yeah. So, oh gosh. Okay. And I've been, I've been completely <laughs> fucking destroyed on social media for bringing that up. Oh, How that's... dare you recommend that somebody take prep like that? Everybody should be on it this way, you know. So uh, you know, there's always detractors, no matter what you say. Yeah. But not we're not issue. all the same. Like, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes not, people yeah. have different needs. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. So for people who aren't that active, um, uh, it's a great way to protect yourself. And since we're talking about prep, I have a question. Mm-hmm. What for people who may not know mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. if you are are on prep or you're with somebody who's on prep, mm-hmm. uh, what is the risk of unprotected sex while you guys are on prep? Is there? Well, prep only prevents HIV. Yeah, when so, we're talking yeah. about HIV, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, prevention yeah. of it, it, it's it's incredibly low. Yeah. risk to, to, to transmit HIV. Um, and another thing that we need to talk about when it comes to HIV mm-hmm. is undetectable and untransmittable. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people in our community are horrible people and <laughs> shame people who are HIV <laughs> yeah. positive. Yeah. Um, and um, block them and won't have sex with them and just treat them like shit yeah. uh, because they're positive. And a lot of times people who are positive and undetectable are so good about taking their medications mm-hmm. and they're so on top of their health yeah. that they're a lot less risk than someone who doesn't have a oh. fucking clue about what their HIV status is. Yeah, right. Um, so uh, undetectable, U equals U, undetectable equals untransmittable. There have been a lot of studies. There's one in the Lancet, which is mm-hmm. a prominent medical journal that showed that uh, there were zero uh, cases of transmission between undetectable um, partners. Yeah. Um, when the partner was infected, it was usually from, it was always from an encounter outside of the relationship. Oh, interesting. So yeah. within the relationship, they're both on prep. No, no, within the relationship, um, one's positive and, and one's, one's negative. negative. Yeah. They, uh, the negative one always stayed negative unless they, it was did, outside. Unless okay. it was outside. There was so a couple of cases are, where they Let's say you're positive. the negative and you're not mm-hmm. going outside of the relationship mm-hmm. and the person who is positive is undetectable. Mm-hmm. But let's say the person who's negative isn't on prep. Mm-hmm. So what is that person's risk? The person that's negative it's, can't be on prep and all It's that. incredibly, incredibly low. I've, okay. I've I've had one friend on social media say that they were positive and um, 
their new relationship suddenly turned positive, even though he was undetectable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, the science doesn't really add up there. So I'm not sure what was happening outside of that. And he's like, well, really, I have no clue what was what he was doing outside of the relationship. Uh-huh. So I can't really verify that. But it, that's all hearsay. But mm-hmm. when it comes to scientific studies, there's been no determination of HIV transmission in wow. someone who's undetectable to yeah. someone who's um, uh, negative. Wow. But they, I do agree with <clears throat> you. Like the stigma in the community is yeah. still there with it people really is. who yeah. are HIV positive. This and I don't care out. why. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's so bizarre. You would think. Do you find it? Is it a generational thing or just that it's still looked at being HIV positive as something to shame? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think people like me who are almost 50 Mm -hmm. are a lot more scarred by HIV. Yeah. Um, because we watched a lot of people die. I yeah. know. Like, I'm in, me and, me and Robert are mid 40s, and we grew up in the early 90s, late 80s. And we, I remember when it mm-hmm. first hit and how terrifying it was. Yeah. yeah. So we lost people. And yeah. Yeah. So I think there's that, that fear that kind of puts an initial block up. And it even took me until a few years ago to really wrap my head around yeah. undetectable and untransmittable. So, yeah. Relax. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think it's, Less of an issue, but still, there's a lot it's of stigma. There. And if, even if you go on uh, videos where people post "you equals yeah. you," um, there's this great guy on Instagram and TikTok now. I, on TikTok, he's Pause RN, mm-hmm. and he did a "you equals you" video, and it got tons of views. But there were so many hateful, hateful comments. Because yeah. pe- people can be nasty. No, and they they're horrible. Really nasty <laughs> and horrible. Yeah. But since we're talking about HIV and all that, mm-hmm. there have been, and you you did a video mm-hmm. about this, the vaccination mm-hmm. um, trial. stuff with, mm-hmm. yeah, trials with HIV. So what is happening with that? And what do people need to know? Well, and why is this automatically happening all, all of a sudden with these breakthroughs mm-hmm. and COVID vaccine coming out? Is there a relation to that? Absolutely. That? There is a relationship with that. And um, a lot of people are frustrated that HIV has been around for over 40 years and we or, or 40 years and we don't have a, a vaccine. Yeah. And COVID's yeah. here for a year and boom, we got a vaccine. Well, the technology for the vaccine has been around, the, for the COVID vaccine has been around for about five years. And the people who came up with the whole mRNA yeah. um, uh, basis for vaccination we're probably going to get a Nobel Prize for it, but uh, they just did a phase one study, and these studies are slow, so don't get too excited yet because it's going to be a few years. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, that they vaccinated, um, I think it was like forty-seven people, and ninety-seven percent of the of the people who uh, were vaccinated showed antibodies that were positive. Now what we need to do is figure out if those antibodies in phase two are protective against HIV. So that's oh, going to take okay. some time. Yeah. Okay. But it's yeah. still like, even though it may be a baby step, it's still a step forward. It's a step, forward it's a step than forward. what we had. Yeah. 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 And actually Moderna and I think Pfizer, but I know, I know at least Moderna are, is partnering yeah. uh, with that mRNA technology to try to help make this yeah, vaccine. Yeah. So it's really exciting. I, but, I think you ahead. said even one of your videos, there's uh, a new type of prep that's going to be injectable, right? Right. Yeah. That's another thing. Oh, really? There's a, there's a new HIV treatment called Cabinuva. Um, cabotegravir, I think, is the uh, the generic term for it. But it's it's an injectable medication that for HIV uh, takes the place of other HIV medications. So it's just easier. It lasts for two months. So mm-hmm. it, it um, I, I'm not sure in, in treatment if it's one or two months. But uh, they did a prep study with it, and it was so effective um, against uh HIV prevention that they stopped the study early because they were like, wow, this is just mind blowing. Wow. But, the f- but so, you know, can, just getting a shot and it looks like every two months. That would be cool. Um, but 
side effects wise, I'm not quite sure, sure what what the side effects would be if it would make you um, you know more at risk here yeah. and there. Yeah. But if it's not kidney based, that would be something in the long run that might be exciting for you. For, yeah, for, prep. for sure. Especially anybody out there who may have kidney mm-hmm. problems and that's what's preventing them from going on prep. Yeah, for sure. And since we were talking about the COVID vaccine, so here in San Diego, Moe's Universe, which we talk about almost every show, <laughs> did a Vax for Vax party where mm. everybody that came into the party on Thursday had to show their vaccination card to be two weeks out from vaccination. And they were very sticklers about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it felt like summer of 2019. Yes. <laughs> it was so nice. Yeah. And you know the big thing that I noticed? Everybody there seems so genuinely happy. I saw some videos on Instagram. Yeah. It was like a night, a couple hours of feeling normal. And it felt very safe because, you know, everybody in there, even the people who are working there, mm-hmm. everybody's vaccinated. I saw I saw a video on Instagram of the yeah. drag queen that, was, that, that has... Uh, the, had the laser lights. Oh, Glitz, Glitz. Glam. Glitz, Glitz Glam. was hosting it that night. Yes. Yeah, Glitz been on Glam. the show. And been on the show. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And the uh, the people that were dancing around. Yeah. Were yeah. so genuinely really? joyful. Oh, yeah. everybody was. Oh, it was, was like we ran into so many people that we hadn't seen in person in so long. It mm-hmm. was so nice. Yeah. I, I said I've never been happier to be pushed. And shoved, and shoved in my and life. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. So how do you feel about with us now? Because it's mm-hmm. been all over the news. There's certain states lifting the restrictions and especially right. with masks. And I know here in San Diego, coming June 15th, it's supposed to go back to normal. Right. So what do you think? Is it too soon? Is it too? How do you feel about it? I, I feel really great about what's happening. Um, the vaccinations have shown to dramatically decrease infections. And even if you look at San Diego's numbers, now that more and more people are vaccinated and we're getting close to that critical number that we need to be at to really prevent a widespread transmission, we went from 4,000 cases a day in January and and February to yesterday was like 64. That's insane. That's great. But it's so, it makes you feel like, oh my God, we're like starting to get back to normal. Yeah, it's really exciting. Now, there have been reported cases of people who still get infected yeah uh, but if it's a vax for vax party you know everybody's been vaccinated and sh- showing proof of it that's that's awesome that's as yeah. good as you can get and listen it's been what 15 months now yeah. since all this stuff began it's time it's yeah. time yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> now i i really the one thing i really respect about our governor gavin newsom is that he was the one of the most strict uh, governors in the country and i think why with 40 million people yeah yeah why we didn't have more dead people was because of the the strictness of the laws and m- stretching things out to june 15th yeah cause i'm okay I know. with that let's let's get it completely as low as possible and yeah. then we can really 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 hit it hard because i know new york already opened and we were talking about p-town mission mm-hmm. in massachusetts mm-hmm. they're open too yeah. but we're we're waiting here yeah. in san diego which is kind of nice yeah. that in a way that we are yeah Kind of see how everybody. Else yeah, I think does. I think a lot of people are still very leery about going out. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I went I went to Palm Springs in March and mm-hmm. I stayed at a small place that only had like ten rooms in it, and I felt really weird about taking off my mask by the yeah. pool. And then I went a month later, and it was like, ah, oh, what what COVID? You know who yeah. cares? <laughs> and then I went to the hole two weeks ago on Sunday. It's our Sunday funny place. And, yeah, um, the, the hole in the wall. Now. The, oh, it's the hole in the wall, absolutely. Yeah. And it was. Wall to wall people. That's oh, really? What I hear. Yeah, that's what I heard too. No yeah. mess anywhere except for inside because <laughs> it's an outdoor yeah. bar. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it was really really fun, and um, it felt like everything we were from another time. Yeah, I know. 
it's like it's, it's like it's over. Yeah. yeah, I kind of do. After we went on Thursday, I was like, okay, the vax are vax. I get it. I know people have different opinions on it, but yeah. knowing everybody in the establishment is vaccinated and they're right. not like the, and they had to show proof it wasn't just yeah. the honor system of okay, you said you are, you can come in. No, they were actually checking and making sure. Yeah, right. That felt pretty. That felt really safe. But walking in and taking our mat, your mask off. Was a bit trippy. Yeah, it felt it so weird. It is trippy. It really is. Yeah, I felt like I was naked. Like yeah, yeah. And there was a there was a time I went to the bathroom and got up from the table and went to put it on I just by too. habit. Yeah, and I was like, wait, I don't have to do that. Yeah, but yeah. everybody was having so much fun that yeah. night. Uh, it I love so it. So good. That's so great. now that things are getting back to to mm. normal mm. and during COVID, did you see? In San Diego, any kind of spike with STIs now? Or is it still the same? How is that? So oh. people are getting comfortable to go out, start hooking up, right. getting on the apps, even though people were doing it during COVID. Yeah. Right. W- is there a difference now? Um, one of the big things with this whole thing, I was hoping that people would not hook up and get any sort of STI treat. It was a perfect storm to be able to get out there and, and get everything treated yeah. and like, like completely eradicate a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of people just didn't pay any attention to that. I've heard oh, okay. I heard that Black Speech was packed every every uh, weekend yeah. last last yeah. summer. And here I was holed up in my house because I was terrified. terrified yeah. And plus I didn't want to give it to anybody else because I was in the hospital all the time. Yeah. yeah. But um I I think I've had I'm a butt doctor. Yeah. Not an STI doctor. And I saw five cases of chlamydia hmm. that looked like a bomb went off in somebody's ass. <laughs> um, I mean, it looks really bad. Yeah. Um, it, oh, it's, no. It, it, it's something that, that, you know, chlamydia is really spiking yeah. big time. Um, and then one of the other things, I don't think it's really hit San Diego yet, but there is a, a an antibiotic-resistant gonorrhea strain going oh, around. Oh, no. There was a big story in the Daily Mail about yeah. that just recently. And... Um, I know it had hit New York and mm-hmm. and maybe Chicago and LA at some point, but uh, yeah, that's a concern. And yeah, what, how does that get treated then? Yeah, if well, it's some a... people have to go to the hospital and get IV antibiotics. Shit. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. Oh, so know. yeah, I know, and I, you know, and I I don't want to be that guy who like you know scares everybody part, like, party poopers yeah. everything yeah. but i'm just but it's the reality too yeah, yeah, it's it is reality. out there we it's gotta happening. know yeah, you just yeah you gotta know that so and protect uh, yourselves yeah. when you're gonna go out and have sex you yeah, know right. what i mean yeah. right so one of the things i tell people hey listen if you're gonna have sex and you're um you know the, the biggest things for harm reduction number one get vaccinated mm-hmm. hep a hep b uh, meningococcal meningitis is another one that was going around in, in gay communities because of like gyms and saunas and, and clubs. Yeah. Here in San Diego too, right? Yeah, yeah. it was when a I, bit. Yeah. When I moved here, they were like, "You have to get this shot yeah. right away." Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I got I got that shot um, about I guess it was five five or six years ago. Yeah. Um, COVID vaccine, obviously, everybody wants to do that, and then the HPV vaccine is available to people up to forty-five now. It used to be oh, just okay. like teenagers, but, yeah. And that's one of the big things as a as a butt doctor that a lot of people really wish they had had that chance when they were younger. So younger guys out there or people under forty-five, if your insurance covers it, great, get it, absolutely, get the HPV vaccine because anal warts are a risk factor for anal cancer, for throat cancer, for cervical cancer if you're female. So, um, yeah, so um, HPV vaccine is really important in my opinion. Uh, You you can get it older than 45, Mm -hmm. but usually HPV is, is, you would have been exposed to it by that point, depending on 
how your whole life is going. Um, you know, so uh, it's kind of useless at that point to get the vaccine if you've already yeah. been exposed to it. Mm. But yeah, those those vaccines are important. And then getting checked. Number one thing that I tell people, then people are shocked. Get checked where you play. If you yeah. if you suck a dick, get your throat checked. <laughs> yeah. If you get fucked, get your ass checked. Oh, that's a good thing because yeah. some people go in thinking I just got to pee, pee in a, a cup. cup. Yeah. And no, and that you know, yeah, that is not sufficient to check for gonorrhea and chlamydia if you if you are infected in your butt or your throat. Yeah. So, and a lot of doctors don't even get that, and it drives me nuts. But one of the great things about prep, and if anybody who's on prep knows that you go when you get checked, you, they they swab your throat, they swab your butt. You do a pee test, you do a blood test, and boom. Every yeah, three yeah. months. Routine, yeah. routine, routine, routine. But a lot of people don't know that. And I, I love how simple you word that because, mm-hmm. I mean, my do- I love my doctor. He's great. and But he's not worded that. Like, it's very clinical. Like, do you mm-hmm. have anal sex? Like, do you yeah. receive? And, and so, but I like, if you play, then get tested there. It's yeah. so It's so easy to remember that. Yeah. yeah. If you can yeah. play, get yeah. tested. Yeah. 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 Hello, or, people. Or, yeah. And put it, you know, put it, yeah. get tested wherever you play. Yeah. Do you, oh, this mm-hmm. is a question. I think somebody had asked us. Since prep has been around, do you, as a doctor, do mm-hmm. you guys see a, a spike in STIs more now that people are on prep and not using condoms, or is it has has it stayed about the same? Well, there has been a spike in yeah. in, in chlamydia and gonorrhea. Whether or not it's truly attributable to prep um, is and hard. People not it's, using it, condoms. It, people not using condoms is the big thing. You know, okay. yeah, yeah. Because honestly, a lot of people that are getting treated. With, or that are on prep properly and getting tested every three months are doing a great job of kind of putting out the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and knowing what their status is rather than just running around and just spreading it like wildfire because a lot of them don't really have any early symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, so, you know, you've got gonorrhea, you've got chlamydia, you've got herpes, you've got uh, the warts, mm-hmm. you've got um, syphilis, which is another big one that uh, one of my followers, was freaking out. He and his boyfriend decided to go on prep and they were kind of long distance yeah. and they ordered the prep, but they didn't start it. And the boyfriend had some sort of anonymous encounter, mm-hmm. came back, they had sex. And then a month later, my follower was sick as shit, had lo- was losing weight, couldn't eat. And he had this funny rash on the palm of his hand. And he sent me this picture of a rash on his hand. Uh-huh. And I said, dude, that's syphilis. Oh. You need to go get checked. He goes, well, I'm in the emergency room now, and they just kind of turned me away like I was crazy. And I said, Ooh. you need to get checked for syphilis. Go back in and tell them to check your syphilis test. Yeah. yeah. And they went ahead and did this whole STI panel, and he was HIV positive and positive for syphilis. Whoa. And he had no clue. Wow. Um, so, um, yeah, make sure that you give it a week when you start prep to take effect yeah. like they hadn't even started it yet right so. and, and that's the, good to know though the, yeah. like wait a week the time's actually been adjusted because they mm-hmm. used to say 21 days right, right. As, a, as a top and mm. was it like 10 days as a bottom mm. but now it's seven days is yeah. what my doctor told me yeah absolutely uh, w- one great website is the sfaf.org website it's the san francisco aids foundation uh-huh. they have a lot of great links that you can go to and kind of get advice on things like that like what if what if i miss a pill yeah. or oh my gosh, I'm not on prep and I had an encounter and I'm really worried about it. What do I do? And they talk about post-exposure prophylaxis where you can go on medication for a month afterwards, mm-hmm. prep plus another medication to decrease your risk for HIV. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Should we Good get stuff into to some butt, more butt? Yeah. yeah. Like, let's talk about <laughs> it. Talk about butts. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Right. I have actually questions from a couple listeners. Okay, <laughs> cool. It has. Um, one of the ones that kept coming up was having anal sex. Mm-hmm. How damaging is it to the tissue, and do you get permanently damaged or stretched out? Well, <laughs> that was you know, one. Rob, why do you laugh? Everybody was wondering about no, that. Just with regular penetrative anal yeah. sex, there's no worry. Um, yeah. Fisting, it remains to be really seen. <laughs> why do you look, look at me? Hey, your premiere on the show was all about fisting. It's true. So. Yeah, yeah. I actually, because I, I'm not a fister, yeah. um, I wanted to learn a lot more about it because I have a lot of people that ask me questions about fisting. Yeah. And I've been on some big podcasts that yeah. talk about the stuff. Yeah. So I did an international survey of fisters and got some really unexpected responses about fisting really? um, in general. Yeah, it just blew me away. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. But um, but when it comes to that, some some of the fisters said, no, it snaps back to normal, no problem. Uh-huh. And then other ones said, well, yeah, I'm a little looser for a couple of days, but over time it gets, it goes gets better. Hmm. And then some people say, you know, the older I get, it might be a little bit looser. And then somebody else said, well, well, who the fuck cares? When I'm 75 years old, I'm probably going to be in, you know, having have, have accidents from time to time anyway. I may as well have fun before I get there. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it depends. It depends on how big you put what how big it is, what you put up there. Yeah. How fast you go. You know, okay. if you, take, if it, you know, it's a patient process. You can get a lot of stuff up there as long as you're patient. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you some tips about that later. I've got this tip that I've given to people around the world, men and women that has fucking revolutionized their anal sex play. Okay. It really makes it so much better for what the top it? and the bottom. It's, called, uh, it's this little exercise I do called a butt plot, butt, butt clock, excuse me, butt clock. So butt clock. So if you, the anus is just a tight little circle of muscle. Yeah. Uh, skeletal muscle. And that muscle is extremely pliable if you're patient. So what you do is you stick your finger in about an inch and a half, two inches, uh-huh. and press over to the side at three o'clock and hold it there for about a minute and that muscle starts relaxing, relaxing, relaxing. It's like a key unlocking yeah. the door. Go over to nine o'clock, do the same thing, hold it there, go down to twelve, go up to six. <laughs> you know, it's it's it and, and that o'clock. Over, over that time, that it little tiny circle out. goes out to like that. And it really if you incorporate it as as foreplay. Yeah. Yeah. Um it makes the bottoms experience a lot better and it's a lot less frustrating for tops who just need to get in there before they get soft. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I know that is, I know you could start off, you could start off with producer Rob, guess what we're doing tonight. (laughs) (laughs) You know, start off with rimming, get in there and kind of get play with, play with, play with the ass a little bit and then start sticking your finger in just gently slide it over it also adds some time to the experience so it's just not a wham bam done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that that has been a really big um, hit, and a lot of people have texted me on on Instagram. When I, by the way, I answer all of my Instagram messages, oh, all nice. of them, one hundred percent of them, and people say, "Oh my God, I can't believe it! I tried the butt clock, and my husband's like totally head over heels in love." <laughs> and then, or women will say, "Hey, yeah. I tried the butt clock. Now I understand what gay men are talking about." That was another <laughs> question that I got: was is anal stick sex just as stimulating for a woman as it would be for a guy? Well, you know, one of the other things that I want to talk about is where our G spot is. So, yeah. 
Okay. If, if you have your partner bent over and you're behind them and you stick your finger in and you go in a couple of inches and go down at six o'clock, that's where the prostate gland is. Okay. Doggy down <laughs> and then in, down. Yeah. D- down at six. Yeah. Doggy. Six o'clock. Remember six o'clock. Right? Down at down at the bottom. That's where the prostate is. It actually is. Oh, and nice. good if, to know. If you're if you're on your back. Yeah. So if your partner's on their back and yeah. you're facing them and you're like you're giving them head or something, if you slide a a finger in about two inches in and yeah. go up at twelve o'clock. That's where the prostate is, and that that come come hither motion. Yeah, while you're sucking a dick, the the stimulation of uh, prostate stimulation plus um, penile stimulation yeah. at the same time. I don't ridiculous. think I knew what made my eyes roll back in my head until somebody until did that. that. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Um, and one of the best feelings ever. Yeah. And so what I find really sad is a lot of straight guys don't know that. Well, there is a taboo still about yeah. gay men or straight men liking anal, but yeah. I think it's kind of I see I see on social media and just with mm-hmm. our show and stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of straight men are more open to having their ass played by their girlfriend or yeah. wife now because it it doesn't seem as taboo as a subject as maybe even 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, right. Pegging is a big thing now. Apparently. Yeah, and um, yeah, so. So how is it for a woman to have oh, yeah, anal? Yeah, yeah. Getting back to that, as far as women having anal, there, our pee spot is down there. They yeah. they actually have a lot of um, a urethral sponge tissue up against the rectal wall there too. Okay. So it, there, there's kind of an indirect stimulation, but some mm-hmm. of the women that I've talked to on podcasts have said, "Yeah, actually, it feels great. I don't necessarily come that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it feels great. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm trying to. Yeah. What was another one somebody asked us? Do you have any? Yeah. Oh, somebody asked how often should a person poop? <laughs> you know what? There, I know. The, producer Rob's like, there's Jesus no, there's no yeah, There's no right answer to that. Everybody's different. Some people pe- poop once a day. Some people poop three times a day. Some people yeah. poop once a week. The people that come into my office and tell me I haven't pooped for 30 days, that kind of concerns me. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't point at me. (laughs) I'm like, are you eating? Good lord! (laughs) Right. (laughs) But like, what is the average? Like, what should people? When should they be concerned? Let's let's do that. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is changes in your bowel habits. So if you have, if you since day one, if since you're a little kid and you're going once a week, if that's normal for you, then that's normal for you, and you don't need to worry about that. But if you are a once a day kind of guy and suddenly you can't go for 10 days, something's, something's wrong. Up. Yeah. Something's wrong. Yeah. yeah. And that's the other thing I wanted to mention with this too. The yeah. new screening age for colonoscopy for colon cancer screening is now 45. Yeah. Oh, wasn't it like 50? It, it was 50. It just got dropped this past week to 45. Ooh, which Rob, means, you got to start going. And which, means start next year. which means I'm four years overdue. So oh. <laughs> I've had a colonoscopy twice after my kidney stuff because I was having really bad anemia and they could did they thought i right. had internal bleeding right so i had to get it. it wasn't that bad i was like you're in and out it, it they put you under yeah it's, it's I mean, fine the drugs are amazing yeah. yeah i came home and slept like a baby yeah <laughs> it was fine with me you are really gassy afterwards because of all the yeah air yeah we did put a lot of air in there so yeah yeah <laughs> did you have something rob about that, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, and if anybody that is watching us live, if you have questions, put them in the chat, and then the producer will have as the doctor. I've, right. I've got a Go question. Mm-hmm. Um, so for douching, I've mm-hmm. heard kind of different conflicting views of like it's not good for your GI tract. It, it it's okay. How do you feel about it? 
Um, you know, I'm one of those that. Uh, oh my phone! How dare I? <laughs> wow, Tony! Show. I know. <laughs> God, so unprepared. Yeah, so unprepared. Uh, okay, go ahead. When, when it comes to douching, you're gonna you're gonna find a lot of people out there who just say, "Oh, you shouldn't douche. It's terrible for your GI. Oh, it's gonna disturb your your flora. Oh, it's gonna um, oh, yeah. the P, yeah. the pH. Blah 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 blah." I'm like, "Fuck you! There's no <laughs> science behind any of that." And these guys that these guys on TikTok that are fucking life coaches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they're they call themselves <laughs> life coaches when they probably Hashtag haven't given it. Which means unemployed. Exactly. Um, right. But, um, you know, they go on there and they talk about how you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. Honey, I've been a GI doctor for 20 years. I have never seen a single case in my career of somebody who came in with, oops, I douche too much. Um, so, yeah, if it causes changes and issues and problems for you, yeah, you're probably douching too much. But if it really doesn't disrupt much, yeah. who the fuck cares? I have another. Um, is anal bleaching... Is there any like anything damaging doing anal well, bleaching? Depending on how you do it, there can be some scar tissue that oh. builds up around the anus if you if you do it a certain way, and you know depending on exactly what you're getting bleached. What um, if you get electrolysis on your butthole to get all the hair removed? Is that safer than bleaching? Well, I mean that's that's I think that should be pretty safe. Yeah, but um, it sounds painful. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting your butthole waxed, Stephen, is oh. like I know. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah no one of my friends in Palm Springs is a professional waxer, and he's oh, got really? he's booked out for like three months because he's got such a big clientele for yeah. Everybody's coming out of COVID. They're yeah, like, butt waxing and ball waxing and shaft yeah. waxing and everything. <laughs> Go ahead, Eric. Um, yeah, uh, I had a question for like fiber and timing. Like, okay. oh yeah, is it better like mm-hmm. when before sex, and then mm-hmm. like if you're taking it regularly, do you take it in the morning and at night or both, or what do you think? Yeah. Okay. So fiber. Uh, fiber is really key for a bottom to keep regular, to keep things um, bulky with less residue, so that it's easier to prep. And some people don't even need to prepare. Like I don't know who that is, but um, apparently a, a <laughs> lot of a lot of people a lot of people aren't into that. He sounds loops over there. No. And I was wondering, <laughs> <laughs> is is there like a recommendation on oh, what's best? Yeah, that's because a, best fiber to take. We do have. So- didn't Miriam bring one up one time on oh, one of her pure episodes? flow, pure something. Well, pure, pure, pure. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. there's psyllium, yeah. and then there's the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So psyllium husk is really the cheapest. You can just buy psyllium, straight psyllium husk, and it's a oh, lot. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a lot cheaper. And Metamucil, that's a lot cheaper. Pure for men is a product that's aimed at the gay community. Yes. To take advantage of us. It. Yeah. Oh, good and to um, know. and charge you ridiculous amounts of money. And half the patient, half the people that I talk to on Instagram are like, dude, I tried that pure for men. It made me sick as shit. I yeah. hated it. Yeah. And yeah. the other half are like, oh man, I take it and it's awesome. So what everybody's would you reaction, recommend? Like, well, everybody's what? reaction is different. Yeah. So you have to kind of see what works for you. Oh, some, okay. Some yeah. people some people do really well with psyllium husk and metamucil. Some people say, oh, it makes me bloaty and gassy. I don't like that. Yeah. Benefiber is a good fiber that doesn't make you as bloated and gassy so um try and see what works for you as far as timing goes with fiber intake you shouldn't take fiber with your prep um Mm. or other pills that are uh important yeah um because there there potentially could be some absorption issues because it could bind Mm -hmm. the the medication there's no clinical evidence that that actually happens but theoretically you should take prep two hours at least after afterwards yeah. yeah Wow. Okay, that's yeah. good to know. Another big thing, though, about about eating and bottoming. 
Um, there's always that joke. You can always tell who the bottom is when you. Ah, uh, <laughs> they're the ones with the chili fries. No, yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm, kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, that's the top. There, there's a guy with the chili fries, and there's a guy, the guy with, with ice. The ice. <laughs> and one leaf of, of lettuce. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. There's actually some science behind that. Really? So, um, there is a thing called the gastrocolic reflex. It's a reflex that your stomach gastro sends to your yeah. colon, colon, uh, uh, colic. So, gastrocolic reflex to empty. Um, when you eat yeah. to make room for the stuff that's coming in. Mm. So it's really amazing oh, science. So so you eat something, or like, like in the first thing in the morning, you have a cup of coffee, within yeah. 30 minutes, you're on the toilet. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, that, that reflex is something that sets the colon in motion. So you might not want to go out and eat a big dinner and then plan on bottoming yeah. and, you know, within an hour after that. Now, I don't want people to get out there and get an eating disorder over bottoming. <laughs> and trust me, some people do. Some people I'm like sure. Hey, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, sure. some yeah. people really do. Yeah. But know your body, know what you can yeah. get away with. Yeah. Work around that the best you can. Um, especially people with like irritable bowel syndrome. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is a lot of the gay community. Um, I tell them to know what time of day works best for you. Clean out the best you can. Maybe take a little Imodium before, so it slows everything down yeah. and shuts it down, and then have at it. And yeah, then go to town. I, yeah, I remember but, this one interview with Kira Cedric, and she was talking about <laughs> why her marriage lasts so long, mm-hmm. and it's because Met they himself. for date night they have sex first, and then they go to dinner. Oh, that's the yeah. perfect plan. <laughs> that is. And since we're talking about sex, erectile dysfunctional. Rob has something to oh, say Rob. about it. <laughs> right, Rob? <laughs> yes, you like I do. Yeah, you like the segue to our... Great job. <laughs> We've almost mastered this. Oh, my. So, um, Hims offers men access to high-quality medical products for issues all men face but rarely take care of. And they're a trusted destination for sound medical guidance with both prescription and non-prescription solutions. That ridiculously expensive little blue pill that we're talking about is now generic, which means that the prescription medication to treat erectile dysfunction is now affordable. At Hims, you pay as little as only $4 a day. No embarrassing conversations, no expensive appointments, just answer a few questions online in the privacy of your own home, and a medical provider will confidentially review. If you're approved, your medication is shipped directly to your door in very discreet packaging. And you guys, the shipping is absolutely free. And if you go to our website right now, they're offering a 60-day money-back guarantee. So that means get hard or your money back. (laughs) (laughs) Now. You know he was sitting on that the whole time. (laughs) Maybe getting an erection isn't at all a problem for you, but instead you might finish a little prematurely. So, the great news is, Hims has that covered too, with either a spray, a pill, or both. Simply spray the most sensitive area five to ten minutes before go time, and studies have shown men can last 64% longer when using the spray. Sex should be fun for everybody, and Hims, Hims helps you enjoy the pleasure longer. So, whether you want to focus on sexual wellness, acne, hair loss, or beyond, Hims has you covered. Start with a free online visit. Go to whoinvitedher.net slash Hims, that's H I M S, for your free visit. Prescription products are subject to medical provider approval and require an online consultation with a medical provider who will, who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. See our website for full details and safety information. That's whoinvitedher.net slash hymns. Thank you, Roberta. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, no problem. Well, good. Hey, and that stuff's important. I'm telling you, with, with our community, you have to have a certain firmness yeah. to be able to penetrate. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's a great yeah. company. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Do you have any other but, but questions that, that people have asked? Yes. Um, which one do I want to do next? Oh, 
So there is uh, the girl movie. Oh, yes. Girl this strip. came up. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah she yeah. talks about hiding drugs in her booty hole. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you can't get an infection in your booty hole. Well, we obviously do. We know you can get infections, but... Mm-hmm. Is it a bad idea to hide drugs up there? And this is a, a follow up to that. Is it a bad idea to hide drugs in your foreskin? Because we know we, you audience know who we're talking about. Who has done this? Is it dangerous? <laughs> Have you been asked these questions? No, no, I haven't asked. Not that one. For, yeah, yeah. Uh, so foreskin probably less dangerous than inside your your the, your, your yeah, butt because. If that thing, if that bag opens and things start getting absorbed, woof, yeah. woof, you're in for quite a rush. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. but not the foreskin. You're you're I think safer. The for, I think the foreskins would be safer. Yeah, yeah. that's some, some impressive and foreskin. And who's gonna search your foreskin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I have. Uh, what are your top? Let's do top like tips mm. for bottoming okay. and top tips for topping that okay. people should know when they're if they're they're wanting to top or bottom. What are your top tips for them? Okay, so basically with bottoming, uh, you want to make sure that things are relaxed back there. Uh, you don't want to rip or tear anything back there. If you it, the the anus it has a lot of. Uh, delicate tissue lining it and if you get in there too fast you can tear it yeah it's called an anal fissure incredibly painful oh, and yeah. it will not mm. only end the encounter but it will probably put you out of commission for a while wow yeah and oh no yeah yeah so so just make sure that you take your time get lubricated butt clock but um, get, get three, a, nine, six, and twelve. Right, that's right. <laughs> and then I recommend for for people who've been injured or for people who are kind of new to bottoming is yeah. kind of start on top so that you drive how fast it goes in and how deep it goes in until you're okay. comfortable. And then after a couple of minutes, hey, you can either stay on top, which is hot, yeah. or you can let the top take control. Um, throw so, you around, do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. Remember also that if something doesn't feel right. If it feels like he's hitting a wall, he probably is. You need to change positions because everybody's curves are different and mm-hmm. everybody's penis is different. You know, yeah. some some curve up, some come curve down, some are straight, some go to left, right? So some depending, are like a baby's arm. That's right. Yeah, some <laughs> no, are, yeah, which is yeah, which is a whole different story. Um, but you have to kind of figure out what your your curves match up to to yeah. have a, a really good experience. So if you're not really comfortable with what's happening, then switch it up. Okay. Yeah. Yes, Robbie. Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, I did have a question. So, you know, we're talking about the anal clock where you go mm-hmm. 12 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 3, blah, 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 and mm-hmm. stretch it out. Mm-hmm. Is there like a second sphincter deep up inside that is also needs well, to be loosened up? Well, <laughs> <laughs> there is a second sphincter that, so the, the anus itself, the external sphincter is made out of skeletal tissue, which you can, skeletal muscle tissue, which you can actually control. So yeah. you, know, you can clinch it to make it tighter. Mm-hmm. That's a Kegel exercise. Like you've got to take a shit and you're, you don't want to lose it. You don't want to lose it. So you clinch it down. Yes. Yeah. That's a Kegel. So, um, so that's a controllable muscle. The internal sphincter, which is a little bit more in, not, not very deep in is the, uh, is not controlled by your brain, so you have to actually go in there and physically relax it. So yeah. that's that's the whole point of pressing over to the side. Oh, gotcha. um, the 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 second sphincter or the deeper sphincter that people talk about is really more the curve of the rectosigmoid junction. So the rectum and the and the and the and the colon kind of come together about ten inches up in there. Yeah. Um, and there's a sharp hairpin turn there, and that might be what people are talking about when it comes to second sphincter. 
Um, that's another thing about douching. If you douche a lot and put a lot of water up in there, then that water can go up over that turn and stay oh. there. And so in the middle yeah. of sex, you can just have like a little flood. That <gasps> embarrassingly oh. it just happened, happened to me. Oh, yeah. it's, it's no. happened to all yeah. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful. You just want water broke. You want to run out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh no, it's due, it's due time. Let's go. We're gonna have a baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? I didn't tell you I was eight months pregnant. Nine months pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. No. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. So tops for tips. Or um, tips, tips for top. tops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. It mostly goes back to this relaxation thing. Yeah. Don't go. Don't just jam it in there because you could hurt somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um, take your time. Unless you want to hurt them in there, <laughs> and you get consent to hurt them. <laughs> yeah, if they consent. Some people want to. Yeah, that's right. true. Yeah. So the biggest thing is just really uh, taking your time in that first minute. Yeah. You know, just letting them relax, and then you can kind of you can go to town. You know, communicate. It's the biggest thing. Read cues. If you look and see somebody's not having a good time, or they're miserable, or they're not into it. Yeah. Switch it up. Yeah. You know, Don't be a selfish prick. Switch right. it up. Pay attention to your right. body. And also the 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 funniest tip for top yeah. that I ever left on my uh, social media was let your bottom finish too. <laughs> That's true. all. True. Okay. <laughs> you gave another good one about if you're topping to pee afterwards. That's another important yeah. thing. Yeah. So because especially with no one using condoms yeah. anymore. There's a lot of bacteria. Even if someone's clean, yeah. there's still a lot of bacteria in the rectum. So you want to make sure you flush out your urethra so you don't get a UTI. And trust me, lots of guys after I posted that video are like, yep, learn the hard way. Yeah, yeah. UTIs yeah. are not fun. Yeah. They are not I, fun. I've actually been told you should do it even after masturbation. Oh, too. really? Is that a thing? That, well, I mean, it's it's less of a... Uh, less of a risk, obviously, but yeah. I mean, just to kind of the clean, to clean the Clean-, channel, clean- but, yeah. cleanliness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but it, women, men, tops, bottoms, everybody should. Uh, what has been some of the craziest things people have come in with is regards to butt, butt doctors <laughs> stuff that um, you've seen. Well, usually foreign bodies are a big thing, you know, yeah. like uh, the, the things that people shove up their asses. What's the weirdest thing yeah. somebody <laughs> shoved up their ass that you witnessed? Um. Honestly, the most uncomfortable situation, I never really found out what was shoved up in there, but it's always a married guy when, <laughs> when his wife is out of town. Um, uh, she's always out of town. <laughs> so, I, I had the, I, so I get this consult one day at the hospital, and, I, yeah. and, I, and they're in a big hurry. They see an abnormality on his CT scan that was like ulceration down low where his rectum and colon come together. Yeah. And uh, they say, oh, he needs a colonoscopy, so we're just going to start prepping him for a colonoscopy. I'm like, Okay, well, I guess I'll do the colonoscopy tomorrow when he's clean, but I'll come in today and just talk to him. So I walk in the room, and there's this guy and his wife and his kids are like, this oh, is pre- way pre-COVID, a long time ago, yeah. uh, around the bed. And and he looks really, really uncomfortable, like, mm. don't say anything, don't say anything. Don't say. So I said, well, hi, hello, sir, I'm going to do your colonoscopy tomorrow. I'll just see you downstairs. Um, and so I get down there, and he goes, hey, doc, before you get started, there's a couple of things. Number one, I did a lot of cocaine last week. Oh. <laughs> and number two, don't tell my wife what you found. You come and talk to me. Oh, I'm like, oh, Whoa. this is gonna be good. Yeah. Hmm. Wonder what he did. Yeah. yeah. So um, I get in there. I take the scope. I go up and around the colon, and I come back. And on my forward view, I really can't see anything. But coming back out, about eight to ten inches in, there's this giant rip. <gasps> in his in his rectum and colon. Oh no! That's all ulcerated, and luckily hasn't popped open because yeah. I've, I actually could have popped it open yeah. during a, a procedure yeah. like that. But because he didn't tell anybody what he'd been up to, yeah. nobody knew. 
And that's when I leaned down and whispered in his ear, why did you stick up your ass? <laughs> <laughs> and he just was like, oh, no, I didn't stick anything up my ass. Lies and deceit. <laughs> and we got a surgical consult and a CT scan just to make sure he, I didn't make him worse. And yeah. then he was just gone the next day. Like, wow. I never saw him. Yeah. He would never I admit what, what happened. happened to his ass. But what happened, apparently, I guess, is he was in the hotel room with somebody and did a bunch of coke. And they started doing shit with... I don't know, a baseball bat or a <sighs> the lamp in the hotel double-sided room. dildo right. or something and, uh, and ripped it. Yeah. So, but I've seen, you know, I've seen rips and tears from, from really rough stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've seen foreign bodies like candles. I, oh, <laughs> I, had, I had this poor little 80 year old Mexican guy come in. Oh, it was so sad. He had um, tamales up there. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> what? I love tamales. Well, his wife his wife drinks those little Yakult yogurt bottles that are like three inches in plastic. Yeah. And he couldn't buy a dildo because he's an old guy. Latin guy yeah. and he yeah. couldn't have a dildo in his place, right? Yeah. So he was using those Yakult bottles to fuck himself, right? And he lost it. <laughs> and he oh. went up there to get it. And when he reached up in there to get oh, it and it pinched it, it shattered and splintered <gasps> out like this oh no like a, like a fish hook oh and, and he couldn't pull it back oh. out so he had to really ashamedly tell me you know that he had a plastic bottle up, yeah. his, up his ass i'm like honey if you can tell anybody you can tell me it's yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah. It's, fine. it's fine wow wow <laughs> yeah so those are some crazy things i've had crazy questions from people yeah. all around the world um uh, First of all, one of the things I want to talk about with my Instagram is yeah. not so much on the funny side of things is the reach. I'm reaching people in Saudi Arabia, India, Iran, Egypt, you know, it's Central important. Africa, um, Malaysia, people who don't have access. And that is so important. Yeah. yeah. It's so important. Because yeah. I think people forget about that. There, yeah. There's a lot of countries where right. it, you can't talk about anal sex. Yeah. Right, right, it's right. like against the law. Yeah. You know, well. So I have this guy freaking out in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I have something going on with my asshole. I don't know what's happening. Um, if I go to the doctor and they determine that I've had anal sex, I could get executed. Yeah. Um, help. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck, send me, a, send me a vanishing picture. I'll look at it and see yeah. what's going on. So I'll look at his asshole and it's just a hemorrhoid. I'm like, ah, just a hemorrhoid. You're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Can you imagine the... the the, the stress, the stress the that I took stress. off that person from yeah. just oh telling my that he God. wasn't going to be executed today. Yeah. I know, you and know, I think we forget that there we, are people out in the world we take that, that for don't granted. have the luxury we do here. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so these, um, the amount of stuff that like this that I do behind the scenes yeah. that nobody has a fucking clue about is ridiculous. What I is so much time doing the that. most question you get asked? Like, what are the what is one of the most questions people ask? Well, about? douching is a big thing. Um, I'm bleeding. What could the bleeding be from? Yeah, mm. um, that's always a big thing. Um, but getting back to the funnier things, yeah. like you said, I had one guy ask me one time if it was okay to, to douche with Listerine so it would taste better. <laughs> you know you all thought it. You all thought it at some point. Because apparently it heard Vanjie say that you should wow. put Listerine in your You're douche You're going to listen to Vanjie? What is wrong with you people? <laughs> and, but apparently it, he just meant a drop or two of oh. Listerine oh. and not like pure Listerine. <laughs> what did you tell him? Yeah. I said, don't stick don't chemicals do up. Yeah, anything yeah. harsh chemical wise and that's one of the things when it comes to douching i, I tell everybody lukewarm water because yeah. anything chemical based can really 
irritate your rectum and make it easier to get an STI. Mm. Yeah. Um, so and make you really crampy and stuff like that. So so don't put Listerine in the douche water. No, <laughs> no, don't, Robbie, don't, 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 don't put it in your douche water. <laughs> don't don't put Listerine in your douche water. <laughs> the other thing is the, the that's kind of sad is the lack of sex education around the world. I've had yeah. people oh, come, up, sure. come to me online and say, I have a boyfriend. I think we should both go on prep. Yeah, we're both virgins. We've never had sex, but I think we should go on prep. We're going to be monogamous together. I'm like, why the fuck would you, you go on prep? prep? Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't want to get HIV. And I'm like, honey, gay sex doesn't make HIV. Yeah. No. So, you know, no. that's the level of things that we're dealing with. Yeah. And I'm getting questions from kids. Like, there's this one kid in, in a small town right now who's messaging me saying, hey, um, I just found out my ex-boyfriend is HIV positive, And I'm absolutely terrified to go to the doctor to get checked for HIV. Yeah. Um, I'm absolutely in a complete panic about it. I don't know what to do. Uh, and I'm begging him, please go get checked. Please, just yeah. go get checked. And he's like, well, what if I'm positive? I'm like, well, if you're positive, you, you can live a totally normal life. Yeah. There's a great treatment available. So don't freak out about it. Just get, yeah. get checked. Yeah. First of all, just to relieve your mind if you're mm -hmm. negative. Secondly, to get treated if you're positive. But he's like, I don't have a place in the middle of Texas that I can go to. Like, I don't have a place where uh, I can easily go get checked. I yeah. don't have insurance. You know, I called one place the other day and they said it was going to be $495 for me to get checked for STIs. And oh I just, like, I'm terrified. I don't know what to do. So yeah. those those kinds of stories uh, make this a lot more stressful than I thought it was going to be. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. I know here in San Diego, we got great resources. Oh, like we're so lucky. Yeah. yeah. Like Good to Go, good to go. which is here in Hillcrest, mm -hmm. where yeah. you can get like a full STI screen. I've used them. I love it. Yeah, I have yeah. too. They, they text really message you like within the same day for within most of your results. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. It's a good organization. They do. Yeah. They're over here on Park Boulevard. But if you're in San Diego and you need a resource like that, you can go to um, Good to Go. They have a website and everything. And it's by UCSD. Yeah, I mm. think is who who does them. But we are lucky here in San Diego that we got a lot we are of lucky. resources. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's already like an hour. <laughs> See, I told you, time flies. Fast. Time really flies. Does. You got to come back. I'd like, love to and do more butt talk. Absolutely. And like, I had all this pop culture stuff ready to get I his know. opinion on and we even get to that uh, that's okay <laughs> so how we'll do people back. find you on social media well you spell it all out dr carlton b-o-c-t-o-r-c-a-r-l-t-o-n and that is on tiktok and instagram instagram's a lot more personable and a yeah. lot more packaged like things are kind of headlined stis prep douching diet bottoming topping yeah things like that um and it also is kind of neat because it gives a little bit more of a personal touch yeah, of like what, my sure. life, what I'm doing in my life. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and then uh, TikTok is just kind of a big whatever I feel like some that more day. Yeah. It, you know, some, some, some days I'm just being stupid and some days <laughs> yeah. I'm being educational and some some days, you know, I yeah. just don't post anything. So. Yeah. Nice. And how do yeah. you respond? You you respond to everybody on Insta. So on Insta, Insta, yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to uh Message me on Instagram. Follow me there. Um, more than happy to take care of it, and then and help you provide help provide you resources that you may need to get taken care of. Uh, Twitter, I just kind of started that, but yeah. I, my 
name was taken, so there's an underscore in between the doctor and the Carlton. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I still have to find a platform to talk about my uh, fisting findings. Yes, come to, we should do a whole fisting. Yeah. Now yeah. that you're getting introduced into the leather scene, yeah, yeah. who knows? Maybe you'll be yeah. doing some more fisting. Yeah, it's fun. I like it. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, mean, I thought it was this whole Dom subculture. Yeah. It's not yeah. that at all. No, nope. I, I read your research. Yeah, and I, I, I agree. Like, yeah, with yeah. a lot of we can talk about it. Oh my Another god. Episode. Yeah, you got. Yeah, yeah you got. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. The yeah. yeah, but yeah, that yeah. is it for us. I'm so glad you yeah. came on, Doctor Carlton. I had, a, had a blast. Very yeah. educational. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank love. you. And if you guys have any comments or any additional questions for the doctor, leave them in the comments below. You can email them at to us at the gang at homeinvitedhurt.net, um, and we can ask. We'll ask you next time you come on. Oh, Go forward. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. But or or you, slide into the DMs. Slide you into could, the DMs. You can yeah. send it to yeah. us yes. that way as well. And how do people find you, Eric? I am on Instagram, Party Bear Eric. There you go. You can follow the show. We are Who Invited Her underscore podcast on Instagram. We're Who Invited Her SD on Twitter and Facebook. Um, leave us a five-star rating anywhere you get podcasts. It helps us out a lot. And don't forget, if you missed the live show, you can watch us on Out at TV every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch my other show, Film Springa, for all you movie buffs out there. That is on Out at TV every Friday night at 8 p.m. Um, and you can follow me. It's Tony underscore baloney underscore macaroni. And that is it. Yes, Rob, do you have anything? No, I've got nothing. Okay. Why do you need a sound effect? <laughs> no. <laughs> really? That's the one you pick out of all Hey, the it is a butt doctor. It's the butt doctor <laughs> show. <laughs> doctor. We could talk about this all day. I we know, could. seriously. But you guys, we will be back next week. Enjoy your weekend. That is it for us. Thank you again, all doctor, right. for coming Thank on. Thank you. So happy to be here. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 A fool to live without your love It's like I've been waiting all around for you Why did you take so long to come to me? Maybe you were waiting around for me too 